Hubhopper Originals. Hello and welcome to Ace Cricket Show. My name is Hamid and I'm here with the very latest episode of this podcast. I have been away for a while and even after repeated attempts to get back here, I wasn't able to due to various personal commitments. Nevertheless, I am here and so is Sahil. Welcome Sahil back. So, uh, let's start with uh, what we have for t- in store today. Today we have India versus South Africa third test match review along with an update as to what is currently happening in the World T20 qualifiers. But first, let's start with some news. First up, Bangladeshi players have gone on strike. In a press conference where every major Bangladeshi player was present, they announced that they will not play any form of cricket till their 11 demands are met. Uh, we read the demands and were first of all surprised to see the kind of salaries that their players were currently receiving. Like for example, the first class players receiving 35,000 Bangladeshi taka as match fee which comes to roughly around 30,000 Indian rupees. The daily allowance is only uh, 1,200 rupees. That's far too less for the cricketers of that level. Along with this, they are asked to travel by themselves with a very pathetic amount given as travel allowance. Now with this kind of package, how can the board expect the players to remain fit and maintain a healthy lifestyle? What are your views on this, Sahil? Yeah, well, obviously, uh, this this regarding the strikes and this uh, problems regarding Bangladesh, uh, the Bangladesh players now going for strike. Uh, this has been a long, long issue for them. Uh, it, it is not that they came up yesterday and uh, demanded these prices. This has this issue has been going on for around two to three years now. As uh, Shakib explained to them uh, that this meeting, this board meeting, which is is uh, three years in making. Uh, they have been complaining about their salaries and Tamim, as Tamim Iqbal said uh, the salaries which were fixed for them which were fixed for the national contractor players is same for last three years they haven't been changed nothing has been done even after the requests which they made so this was like uh, they, they had to do this they, they, BCB forced them to do this and now uh, India versus Bangladesh Tour is in uh, jeopardy let's look at what the players are demanding in actual they have made uh, around 11 point uh, demand First up, they want the resignation of the current president and secretary of the Cricketers Welfare Association of Bangladesh with immediate effect. Um, after which, the players are suggesting that they will be the one who will select over the next next one. So, uh, to the current president has said that he is uh, happy to do uh, to resign and step down from his position. <coughs> Excuse me. The second point, what they want, is that about Dhaka Premier League. That is the domestic tournament in Bangladesh should not have a salary cap. Third demand is that the Bangladesh Premier League should be conducted in franchisee style. The fourth demand is better remuneration at the first class level. The fifth one is an increase in the number of players in the central contract list and an increase in their salaries. Apparently, there have been no hike as Sahil mentioned in their salaries for the past three years. Um, the next demand is uh, higher salary for local coaches, physios, trainers and groundsmen. Then they have also demanded to have more domestic cricket tournaments besides the 50-over event, the Dhaka Premier League and the T20 tournament, the Bangladesh Premier League. They have also demanded that the players have also like you know calendar for domestic cricket so that they can prepare better. 
They've also asked for uniformity in timing of payments made to the players for BPL as well as the Dhaka Premier League. And lastly, they have also asked that players should be allowed to play more than two overseas franchisee-based model. Um, so Sahil, uh, with, res- with respect to uh, this, do you think that all these 11 demands which they have made are justified or is it like, like some of the Bangladeshi uh, cricket board officials are calling it as a blackmail? Do you think uh, is it is a blackmail or is it like justified? See, first when I saw this, uh, when, I, when I read this 11 point uh, demands of theirs, it, it looked like a bit over-exaggerated uh, because we, we had just listened one part of the story from one side. But when we, when, when the Shakib and Tamim and came out and they uh, really explained how, uh, how, how BCB is demanding uh, after even such uh, condition which are provided to them, BCB is demanding like recently they did um, they increased the physical bar for them they, uh, they, they are giving such a low uh, salary packages and as you mentioned the traveling costs are very pathetic which are given to them and they want their their players to be um, as fit as indian players uh, raising the that uh, the the test which is conducted the beep test raising the, their standards by very much and just just to see that uh, just to see that the preparation of t20 world cup is going on pretty well so when you are giving such a prof- uh, such uh, pathetic services i don't think so you should be demanding such in from those players which are coming especially the old players uh, who have been playing for the uh, domestic cricket for so l- such less uh, wages for so long now and even uh, when when we saw that uh, dhaka uh, the bpl bbl uh, bangladesh premier league was um, scrapped off and uh, on that another t20 league was uh, put on some pathetic rules were actually made by bcb it looked like they were some they were they were putting a monopoly uh, on these cricketers and they were not allowing they were surpassing these cricketers when you see those rules there's some bizarre rules were seen uh, in those in that league you had to you had to play a leg spinner you had to play a leg spinner in your squad you had to play a one a player who, who used to who, who is who has to ball 140 plus and all the national coaches or uh, the the coaches from the bangladesh were demoted and were only allowed to be assistant coaches and they were not allowed to be head coaches or batting coaches nothing they, they, were, they were just allowed to be assistant coaches and nothing else and the, those jobs were given to high jobs were given to the foreign coaches so it never looked like they were they, they were trying to just uh, bring a change or uh, make these players better they were just trying to force them and surprise them into it uh, so that they can just uh, it was like they are giving them stick uh, you better do this or you better be a good player or otherwise there is no option for you so it lo- it doesn't look like they, it was a blackmail in search by Bangladesh player coming out and doing what they are doing right now it was it was coming for the years for uh, for a long time now and it also uh, suggests that this Bangladeshi board is thinking not in a long point of view, long term point of view, but in very short term. I hope the Bangladesh cricket resolves this as soon as possible and reach some consensus with the players as soon because they are scheduled to play matches against India starting from November 3rd. And also, we will all hate to see another West Indies kind of uh, crisis uh, brewing up over here. Okay, now let's move on to news from India's domestic cricket. India's premier domestic one-day competition, which is Vijay Hazare Trophy, has reached its knockout stages. This year's tournament 
has seen its fair share of controversy due to incessant rains in many parts of India and BCCI's allocation of grounds have raised several heads. What's more troubling is what happened in the quarterfinals. In one quarterfinal, Mumbai was playing Chhattisgarh. Remember, Mumbai are the defending champions of this tournament. Chhattisgarh were completely on their back foot throughout this match wherein they scored 190 for 6 courtesy of some excellent bowling by Dhawal Kulkarni. Mumbai then came out to bat and since rains were just around the corner, the new sensation Yashashvi Jaiswal along with Aditya Tare took a blitzkrieg approach and quickly reached 95 without losing a single wicket in just 11.3 overs and it was just then that Reigns approached back and the match was called off. Mumbai, who looked very well deserved winner for this one, was suddenly out of the tournament thanks to a rule of BCCI which states that in case of a match being abandoned, the wins in the league table will be considered and since Chandigarh had 5 as compared to that of Mumbai's 4, excuse me, Chhattisgarh had 5 as compared to that of Mumbai's 4, Chhattisgarh made true in another quarter and they reached semi-finals. Um, in another uh, of the match, quarter-finals, it was between Punjab and Tamil Nadu. Punjab found to be in a situation pretty similar to this, not exactly though, a bit, a bit similar to this situation in which their match was against Tamil Nadu and Tamil Nadu made it through on the basis of their group performance. Um, it was devastating for Punjab, not that they would have, uh, they were in a good position to win, but the match was evenly poised and it could have gone either way. This is really a bizarre rule as per, uh, like as per many players who have come out and spoken against this, even Shreyas Ayer, Aditya Tare, they came out and spoke against this rule. What do you feel about this rule, uh, Sahil? See, of course, the, if, you, if, you are, you know, if you are not allotting a uh, reserve day for a, a match, uh, whatever the reason may be, if, you, if it is understandable, it's okay. The thing is that if there should be a fair system for it. You are taking a wins in considerations which were which they had uh, in the previous in in the pre, uh, in the league stages the, the wins how many wins they had, <coughs> but if you see the losses number of losses which both teams occurred Chhattisgarh and Mumbai were same both of them lost uh, two matches apiece. The only thing was difference was that they uh, Mumbai got less matches because of the rain. Uh, there were matches they, they drew they, no, the no result of those matches were too many than the Chhattisgarh and that's the result uh, Mumbai didn't get an extra match as Chhattisgarh got and they won the match so I don't think so in any way that was uh, fair or anything and that's the reason you saw uh, players like Karun Nair and the other, other players were very upset by it and rightly so that's that's absolutely true and we have seen that this year they have moved to the new system and that, that is a whole lot of another saga wherein how they have selected the grounds and what sort of criteria had gone into this and that, that's a whole different approach. But yes, that is uh, what Sahil said. I completely agree with that. Also, with respect to the other side for Punjab and Tamil Nadu, another point one of the players of Punjab made was that since Tamil Nadu had 10 teams in their respective group, while Punjab had just 9 teams, so by this logic, Tamil Nadu had won all the 9 matches of their group stage, while if Punjab would have won all the 8 matches too, they would have still been short and that is something that BCCI should look into um, going forward. Alright then, so this is uh, it with the news. Now let's move on to the big India versus South Africa match. 
we have won and whitewashed uh, south africa series and this has uh, become like sort of a habit now for virat kohli wherein winning and demolishing the teams is the new norm um before i give a brief overview let's let's ask sahil what does he feel and how what are his emotions right now yeah it's been great uh, i have been uh, noticing this series i have been to the behind this series uh, throughout this series so this has been a great great victory for them especially against coming such kind of victory against uh, south africa i don't think so i have seen india dominating such um, even in any other series which were played uh, this was it wasn't dead dominating the most more embarrassing for uh, what south africa was uh, in, in any series in away series or home series whenever you play uh you tend to get better as in how many matches it increases uh, just like Austra- uh, just like india did in australia india did in england they this slowly slowly giving up a fight or winning matches as soon as as the series progress but uh, here it was absolutely reverse uh south africa started with losing a match uh, by 203 runs and then ended that series by losing uh, the match by an innings and 203 runs so the defeat almost got doubled as the series progressed so it was very uh, very embarrassing in that sense uh, that they never showed a fight in even in single series a single match it lo- only there were two moments wherein it looked like south africa were making some sort sort of uh, inroads wherein the dinelgar and qdk had a partnership over on 200 250 runs where both scored centuries and in the final match in the first innings where uh they uh, they took uh, south africa to uh, took three wickets in under 39 runs of india uh, only those uh, if you remove these two moments it was nothing but just india showed up in all those 15 days now let's look at brief about what had happened actually throughout this third test match mind you this is a test match which has been counted in icc world test championship in which india are right now top of the table with 240 points as uh, before the recording began sahil mentioned to me that india's 240 points uh, is more than the combined teams together in the rest of the table that's something to cheer for india so india's first innings began with on a positive note mayank agarwal and rohit sharma came out uh, during the series rohit sharma was not a regular name in the test circuit Rohit Sharma used to be uh, the four down five down batsman couple of years ago in the test match test matches but then he was dropped because of his poor performances then all of a sudden Shikhar Dhawan was out of form in the overseas then KL Rahul consistently in perform and Rohit Sharma hence got an opportunity in the playing 11 and on the opening slot that that that's the most important thing in this and he took this with both the hands Rohit Sharma have scored brilliantly in consistently in bo- in all three test matches in this he scored 212 runs in just 255 deliveries at a strike rate of 83 cheteshwar pujara was out on duck his form has been a bit questionable though he showed some class that he uh, is used to in a last match but then uh, he needs to uh, improve on that and uh, we uh, we i'm quite sure that you know uh, with the kind of form that india team is he will get ample amount of time Uh, Ajinkya Rahane scored a century that partnership between Rohit Sharma and Ajinkya Rahane drove South Africa very mad and they were li- literally looking for options as to what can be done Ravindra Jadeja usually a batsman recently uh, who has been used as a pinch hitter for India showed some good test class in this match wherein he scored 51 of 119 deliveries The interesting part was when uh, uh, like you know India wanted to declare they gave Umesh Yadav a free hand 
he came out and he scored 31 runs of just 10 deliveries with scoring five sixes in that innings that's the second highest sixes in that entire innings just behind rohit sharma who scored double century and he scored six sixes in the end india managed to score 497 for the loss of nine wickets on the bowling front lindy scored took four wickets for south africa while khagi sorabada who has been in great and tremendous form the only positive in otherwise very faltering south african side uh, took three wickets when south africa came out to bat in the first innings zubair hamza and um, tendai bawuma both scored uh, looked a bit positive uh, zubair hamza scored his uh, 50 he scored 62 runs but uh, it was all uh, if uh, once the wickets of zubair hamza fell in uh, it was like falling off a deck of cards they were bundled out for 162 and the performance of the bowlers were quite commendable of india because it was just not one or two bowlers that outperformed everybody it was a collective group of mohammad shami umesh yadav shabaz nazim who by the way was a debutant in this match along with ravindra jadeja who shared wickets between them umesh yadav took 3 while the rest three bowlers took two wickets each ravichandran ashwin was denied any uh, wicket so sail with respect to this first innings what are the bright sides did you what are the brights if you have to remove any bright sides for south africa were there any yeah i think so george linde uh, performance of george linde not in batting department but the bowling department uh, he he went uh, i think so fair and with, with in the batting too he was the second highest scorer mind you yeah that has been the case uh, throughout i i won't say that that is the uh, ability of batsman uh, even you saw for Mah- maharaja and philander doing that same thing in the second match and uh, first match also uh, that hasn't been that, that that has been the case with south africa and that i think so that is the the more should be given a more uh, advantage to be, should be given to the bowl to the ball after 40 45 was the ball gets soft and it can be uh, they it it looks like more of a uh, more of a disadv- more of a faltering of batsmen rather than bowlers batting well you know because batsmen are not performing so bowlers are forced to bat yes of course and when batsmen are getting that new ball and indians are able to take those four or five wickets in the in the new ball and then when the ball gets old the all the batsmen are gone and the players like maharaj and linde Uh, remains there nonetheless when i, I was talking about the george linde's uh, performance uh, it was i think so fair underbold him at the start and when he was given a, a proper opportunity or long spells of 7 and 8 overs he he came out and he took a wicket in each of those spell uh, he bowled better than maharaj i, I guess uh, he he applied himself better than maharaj and took around no not in this match i'm telling um, before matches which were he played in two matches he bowled better than him uh ended up taking four wickets and he almost he nearly lost uh got a wicket and got a five wicket haul in his opening match so that was a great performance by him he bowled with good control uh, unlike maharaj who gave away 200 and 200 about 200 runs so this has been a, it has been a good performance from him and i think so he should be given more opportunities after this of course uh, india's uh, captain virat kohli enforced a follow on on south africa South Africa South Africa were made to bat during the uh, lunch lunch time of the second day 3 uh, to come out again and uh, Zubair Hamza found himself in the middle once again the second time during the same day uh, Zubair Hamza this time around scored a duck wherein much was expected of him and once again South Africa started losing wickets very very in quickly quick fashion and their top order come collectively Uh, didn't score much wherein uh, their score lines were something similar to 5 16 0 4 0 5 so 
So that was pretty bad. It was the lower down the order batsmen, that is Linde and Piat and Tunis De Bruyne, uh, who and Kagiso Rabada, Nate, who who basically scored uh, runs in double digits. They all in all they managed 133 runs and they were all out. Thanks to some brilliant bowling by Indian bowlers, once again Mohammad Shami and Umesh Yadav combined took to five wickets. Uh, Shabaz Nadeem, who was uh, once again uh, on his debut, took another two wickets, and Jadeja and Ashwin took one wicket each. Um, in the end, India managed to win this match by an innings and two hundred and two runs. That's quite a huge margin. In terms of bowling performances, Sahil. Who were the bright spots for you up uh, in the in this bowling quad? Yeah, especially it was Umesh Yadav. Uh, he is a bowler who bowls uh, great in India. He is not a uh, well established in overseas conditions, but he bowls great in India. Uh, before this series, he played a match and he took ten wicket haul and he was not selected in West Indies squad. So he has been unlucky uh, when you when it comes to the selection, but he has been exceptional for India. He has he is the only one bowler to take three wickets. uh in three continuous innings which happened in the second match and third match first innings he took three wickets apiece in those innings he is the only indian bowler to do those in indian pitches so that shows how well he has been uh bowling and also he took two two wickets uh in these innings uh just by playing two matches he was the third or fourth highest ball wicket taker i think so so he has been a great perform- great great for them um and especially bumrah sitting out uh he he might not get much chances even in bangladesh series or series also but uh, to have a, such a backup player who can come and take wickets at you know, even in the new ball and also also and the odd, in the old ball as we have seen how south africa has uh, south africa uh struggled and struggled and also india struggled a few bowlers of india struggled to take take the wickets of down the order batsmen also so to come and take those wickets uh, continuously it's a great effort from him well that's uh, a good news for india they have uh, bangladesh series to look forward to of course uh, that is in case the bangladesh players have uh, reached with a consensus with the board and that we will come to know in the coming days do keep tuning keep uh, keep tuned in uh, to uh, here we will we were planning to talk about the t20 world cup qualifiers but we have already crossed 22 minutes right so uh, i think we should talk about it in the next episode which is uh, going to be released tomorrow um for now uh, this is me hamid shik thank you sail joining in today's episode yes happy to be so uh, i'll be signing off now have a great cricketing day